0: Well, as some old general once said, war is hell. But in this case, it may be more like purgatory. A 22-year-old Japanese soldier was left to defend a South Pacific island during World War II. But he never knew the war ended, and he stayed on the job until the 1970s. I'm Patty Steele. He's next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest, or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven, where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. Okay, imagine this, you're just a kid. You get left on an island during an all-out war and you're told to defend it with your life. And by the way, you're also told to destroy the only pathways off the island for yourself, the harbor and the airstrip, and then wait for further instructions. So you wait and wait and wait for decades. World War II lit the whole world on fire, but there were brave folks on all sides who were devoted to defending their country, like all in, no matter what. 22-year-old Hiro Anota is near the top of that list. He was a Japanese soldier who in 1944 was left on a small South Pacific island and told to hold it for Japan, no matter what. So he stayed on the job until the 1970s. Inoda was left on the island with just a few other soldiers and was ordered to destroy the harbor and an airstrip in order to disrupt an upcoming American invasion. They told him to defend the island at all costs, not to surrender, and not to take his own life, even as a last resort, which some Japanese soldiers did in order to save face rather than raise the white flag. His commanding officer said, It may take three years, it may take five, but whatever happens, we will come back for you. That was in December of 1944. But the U.S. and Allied forces took the island just two months later, forcing Enoda and three other remaining soldiers into the mountains. The war in the Pacific ended just eight months after the Allies arrived but the war didn't end for Anoda and the others. Leaflets were dropped by air, telling them the war was over, but they thought it was a trick, propaganda from the enemy. Anoda said, the leaflets they dropped were filled with mistakes, so I judged it was a plot by the Americans. By 1954, one of those four soldiers had surrendered, and another was killed in a shootout with island police. Anoda and his lone fellow soldier remained in the mountaintop jungle until 1972, when the other soldier was also shot and killed by police patrolling the island. He was all alone at that point. And finally, in 1974, Anoda, living alone, was found by a Japanese college student who said he was traveling around the world looking for Lieutenant Anoda, a panda, and the abominable snowman in that order. He told Inoda the war had ended years ago, but he still refused to leave his post, saying he was waiting for orders from his superior officer. Well, the Japanese government finally sent that former commanding officer, who had originally promised to come back within three to five years, to personally convince him the war had ended almost 30 years earlier. That's when Inoda, still wearing his old Imperial Army uniform, finally surrendered and turned over his weapons, including his sword and the dagger his mother had given him in 1944 to kill himself with if he was captured. Wow, thanks mom. Now imagine what life was like for Inoda at this point. He left Imperial Japan in the 1940s when he was just 22 years old and returned at the age of 52 in 1974, emerging into a shockingly different world traditional Japanese culture and religion had been replaced by a very modern materialistic society. It was total culture shock and he really struggled to adapt. Asked at the time if he regretted the lost years he simply said, the only thing I thought of during those years was accomplishing my duty. I was fortunate that I could devote myself to my duty in my young and vigorous years. A major newspaper in Tokyo said, Anoda has shown us that there is much more in life than just selfish pursuits. There is the spiritual aspect, something we may have forgotten. He was celebrated as the ultimate hero for his devotion. People wanted him to run for office, and he wrote a book called No Surrender, My 30-Year War, detailing his life as a guerrilla fighter in a war that was long over. The Japanese government offered him a fortune in back pay but he gave it all to charity. Anota hated the publicity and he was crazy uncomfortable with the loss of traditional values in Japan. Within a year he moved to a colony in Brazil where other Japanese people with traditional sensibilities lived and he married a woman who was a Japanese tea ceremony teacher. The two returned to Japan in 1984 and founded the Anota Nature School for children but they returned to the wilds of Brazil every year for three or four months at a time. Hiro Inoda died in 2014 at the age of 91. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia Media and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know.
1: Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, in general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place